Hello and welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. This is Aurelien. I have a course I created for as an introduction to real estate investing. You can uh, have find the link in the show notes. I'm here with Glenn, glennsutherland.com and Darcy, darcywet.ca. Uh, Glenn also has a course about how to invest in the US. So today, the three of us will be discussing managing expectations. If if nobody open, uh, if, if it's okay with everybody, I'm gonna get us started with the um, the question, uh, the topic. There are a lot of relationships in in real estate. Uh, it's a, a lot of people call it a relationship business. So so it's very important to to be mindful of expectations uh, in all the partnerships you can uh, you can encounter doing doing real estate investing for example with contractors uh, it's a good idea to have a, a contract with your contractor where you set expectations in terms of communication uh, levels of finishes uh, so that they know you know what it is you're expecting so they can work on that and work with that um money partners and investors you know uh what what can they expect in terms of communication when when will they be receiving updates um uh, uh, in terms of returns you know um uh, the, the advice here is to be very uh, careful not to overpromise. It's much better to underpromise and overdeliver. Uh, in terms of brokers, it's something that Glenn was insisting on last time we spoke. Um, define the criteria and the playbox clearly so they know exactly what it is you're looking for. Um, the other thing about expectations, you know, by setting higher expectations within your real estate business, you're setting up your own standards and uh, and the quality of, and the product you want to be known for. So so this is um, another another aspect of it. And and a tip, you know, if you can't meet the expectations, what you've what you've set out or you've told people you would do, then then tell them, be upfront, be be open in your communication so that people uh, know what's going on. Tell them, you know, if you're facing a hardship, an, an issue with the business. Uh, with one investment project, um, be as transparent as possible and tell them about the, the solutions you're investigating to make sure that the, the, the project moves forward. And, uh, and that's going to build credibility for you. And um, yeah, so these are my thoughts on managing expectations. Cool. You took it a totally different direction. And I like the part about communications. Brene um, Brown says clear, uh, in communications, clarity is kindness. It's kind to make clear what you're talking about with everybody. And it's a good practice. That's so good. Um, I took it kind of a, a different way. I was talking about, man, when I thought about managing expectations, I was thinking about my own expectations. Oh. Um, and that's, that's kind of tricky. Like when you're in your own business, you have a reason for why you're doing it. And those expectations are, an you know, acknowledging of expectations. It's also acknowledging too, that you have emotions around these things. Uh, you have hopes and dreams and aspirations. You get into business because you, you know, need money or you want to do something meaningful or you have a skill or an idea or that you want to explore, you want to develop. Lots of reasons why we go into business. And you know, I believe I'm talking to people that are sole proprietors out there, real estate investors, or people that are considering it. So you have a reason and you have some certain expectations about this. I think it's going to meet these you know, dreams and aspirations that I have. Um, so we, when we acknowledge that, we're acknowledging we have some emotional context for these things. And it's tricky. And I'm an emotional person. 
I get a lot of energy from emotions on the uh, Myers-Briggs uh, scale. I'm an extrovert. Um, so I get energy from meetings and activity and accomplishments and stuff, external accomplishments, right? Um, but you can only first ma manage your emotions if you first acknowledge that you have them. And that's in real estate, you know, a couple of the what I call the toxic twins in real estate are greed and fear. I mentioned it last week in our conversation about looking at deals, acknowledging your own greed and fear in those things. Um, CNN and what, uh, created the greed and fear index that they use for when they're reporting on, I think on stocks, but they've mostly been using it now reporting on Bitcoin and the people moving into Bitcoin and the way the uh, market has moved up and down. It's been volatile because people are toggling between opportunity, greed, and fear, worrying about losing all their money. They have seven elements in their greed and fear index. I played with it a little bit and I came up with maybe maybe eight, five in the greed side and three in the fear. Um, on the greed side, you know, you have the expectations of rising momentum, uh, bubbles and superheated markets. Um, the idea is, and you'll recognize them with things like, I'm going to be rich. If you think of those statements, I'm going to be rich. Then, you know, that's a value statement. And it's also an acknowledgement of emotions around it. You have hope, scarcity. There's not enough urgency. That's, you know, there's an opportunity. It's both greed and fear. There's not enough for me, or I can get some of it and leverage it into more. I can make money from this. Um, rising utility, paper transactions of changing the, uh, the zoning on a place or changing the rents or changing the financing or those kinds of paper transactions. You can have a certain expectation that you can get rich from this. Um, flipping, you have a hope so like I could buy it at this number. I can sell it for 30 or 40% more. And you have emotions around that expectations um, or hoarding and dominance. I have control. I have all the houses on the left side of the street. I have the best property in this region, you know, on the fear side of it, there's boom and bust cycles and people get afraid and they sell or they have uh, emotions around that or their needs, what they need things to, when they need something to work out and they have fears about what they need. Uh, and that's an acknowledgement of the emotions around that or fear of forces beyond their control, a global pandemic, changes in the interest rates, changes in regulations, vacant home taxes on Airbnbs. If that was your business plan and you have an Airbnb, there's threats to your business plan now and you could have fear that offsets your greed. So managing your expectations in all of these areas is really tricky, but it can only start if you acknowledge that you have emotions around them and then they have to be managed. Um, you know, how we do them, boy, that's, as unique to every person, you know, how do you guys manage your expectations and emotions around this? For me, I have to talk myself through them. I'm a talker. I do. You know this. And how do you manage that? I don't know. But once again, I think I took this a third different way. I think that we like <laughs> we had the we had the topic of managing expectations, and I was taking it down the path of like managing others' expectations. Oh, great! Of course. <laughs> so I was I was thinking about like you know, managing the contractor's expectation, managing your partners, your joint ventures, your private money lenders, managing all of the people around you. Um, mm -hmm. And so that was maybe, maybe I'm, I don't know if you almost do yeah, that's really like three too. different podcasts on this whole topic, um, mm -hmm. but I was going down a different path completely. So for contractors, when I'm trying to manage their expectations, um, what I do is I like to provide them with the, um, the comps beforehand. So I know exactly, I can show them exactly what I want this project to look like when we're done, 
right? So they're not over renovating, not under renovating, like we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, not going past where we need to go. We need to be at the market, uh, the spot where it's going to make sense where people will pay for it, but not higher than that because you're just wasting money at that point, right? Um, you might have right. a lot more people interested, but they're still going to pay the same in most cases. Um, so, and I also like to have a, a you know detailed conversations with them before. Uh, we want to talk about how payments are going to work, how draws are going to work, how how they're going to pay, how they're going to pay them, uh, timelines, outages, how we want to cover them, how when I need to know about them, right? Because some people they think that they're sheltering you by not telling you about it, but in all honesty, no matter who you're talking to, contractors, joint ventures, private money lenders, anyone you're working with, it, it the blow is a lot less massive. If you just give them little steps about something going out of whack, then, hey, guess what? The whole thing is, you know, there's a massive change. There's a massive thing. And you're like, how did that happen? Well, we've been, it's been slowly changing across months or, mm -hmm. you know, certain things have happened. And I, I think a lot of it's communication um, for managing expectations, regular communication, um, especially if there's something going out of whack, right? Um, yeah. So that, that's where I was going with managing expectations. Um, you know, I think it's the same though. You're communicating with yourself too. You have an internal dialogue about your expectations. Um, I just think you're you're right on point with talking to your contractors or, or your investors. They have greed and fear as well in their lives and they're managing the emotions around those too. No, yeah. I think it's good. Yeah, you, the timelines too. Like timelines yeah. usually goes out of whack, understanding what's going on, everything else. Um, I had a project where the appraisal came in um, on, a, on a purchase. The appraisal came in way higher than we had it under contract. Uh, and that sounds like, you know, super home run. And what I think I honestly didn't manage expectations properly because of it, because the, the partner on that project was like, holy crow, look who we could sell this for. We're going to be do phenomenally well, right? Um, but in all honesty, the... The underwriting I had done off the start was actually the correct underwriting. Um, appraisals can be way high, appraisals can be way low, appraisals can be on market, on time, like proper, right? Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes, like what happened in my case is we got one that was way high. It sounded like it was really easy to get funded. A lot of things went a lot easier in that situation. But if that ever does happen to you, um, when the joint ventures are growing or the partner or whoever you were working with, goes, wouldn't it be crazy to sell it for that? Never entertain the idea. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, no, my underwriting was right. No, no, my underwriting was right. And then one day I went, you know what? That would be awesome. And as soon as you did that, you've let that creep into their minds as like that is the ARV. Um, when we did that flip, when we sold that project, I sold it for $5,000, not a, not a substantial amount, but 5,000 above what I underwrote the project for. Um, and it was a failed project because the expectations had been reset because of this appraiser. Um, I had done better than what was what I'd promised, but it didn't matter. It was a failed yeah. project because of that. And honestly, it is one of those things to really think about. You can ruin your, just by mismanaging expectations, you can ruin the, the expectation of the project and uh, future projects um, and you just have to keep on track. Keep telling them that this is, you know, they made a mistake. They pulled it from the wrong neighborhood because <laughs> that's what did happen. They pulled it from a better neighborhood than we were in. Yep. Well, so it creeps in. We're going to be rich. This yeah. can't miss. Look at this. The profit's built right in. We can be a little more sloppy on our 
takeoffs on our estimating because there's way more fat in this game. No, that's, those are toxic twins, man. Fear, fear and greed. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Well, I like that. That's that's good. Yeah, I like to throw a couple stories in here and there, but yeah, mm. no, I, I, I agree. It, it's. Okay, well, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this was Aurélien. I uh, have an introduction course. You can find the link in the show notes. Uh, 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 Glenn has also a course about investing in the US and uh, you can find that on his website, glennsutherland.com and Darcy uh, can be followed on his website, darcywhat.cf. Thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. everyone.